Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to The Corbett Report. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you in September of 2022 with another flashback from 2009, specifically the 2009 Data Archive USB flash drive that we've been looking at the past few weeks here, just dipping into this treasure trove of data, which, as I hope you know by now, includes every single article, interview, video, and podcast from the year 2009. And uh, we've looked, for example, at the Economics 101 series. Last week, we looked at the Al-Qaeda Doesn't Exist documentary that I started and released a, a couple of parts of before I abandoned uh, back in 2009 and finally am completing in 2022 with the forthcoming release of part three of False Flags, The Secret History of Al-Qaeda, which will, of course, be released on CorbettReport.com on 9-11. More on that in a moment. But uh, first of all, yes, regarding today's flashback, you might have seen my recent conversation with Richard Gage, now of richardgage911.org, talking about his continuing, ongoing efforts to spread information about 9-11. And as you, I hope, know by now, he's been doing this for many, many, many years. And today we're going to look at something I mentioned in passing in that conversation, my conversation with him from 2009 when he was uh, giving a lecture series in Japan, and I met up with him in person for the first time at that point. So 13 years ago, our first conversation. And yes, I suppose the information is... Uh, time-sensitive, outdated. So, of course, as you know, Richard Gage is no longer with AE911 Truth. He is now richardgage911.org, but the the underlying evidence is substantially the same, is it not? And isn't that interesting that it has been so many, many years of this information being brought to public attention? And are we any further along in this quest? I'll leave that up to you to answer to yourselves out there. Uh, this is not the only 9-11 related information on this USB flash drive, obviously. There's there's a lot of it, including my 9-11 articles, including a very important one, 9-11 and cyber terrorism. Did the real cyber 9-11 happen on 9-11? 9-11 truth activists arrested in Canadian Bush protest, talking about splitting the sky, the dearly departed splitting the sky back in 2009 being arrested. Uh, in Calgary. Uh, I wrote on 9-11-2009, 9-11 Truth Cannot Be Stopped. I had a podcast episode on 9-11, 9-11-09 in the bigger, bigger picture. Uh, I also, of course, had Santa Claus Brings 9-11 Truth to Japan, which you may have seen by now. Um, so, as usual, a lot, a lot of 9-11 related content, a lot of other content besides on this USB. So I hope you will support the Corporate Report, purchase a copy, help preserve this data. Um, as I say, as I always say, all of it 100% totally freely available for download for $0.00 and 0 cents. You can download it at any time. You don't have to pay a cent. So it's 100% for free. If you want to support the Corporate Report, you can do so by purchasing USB, but only only if you want to support my work. Please do not purchase it for any other reason. Um, and having said that, I, I did note in the comments section of last week's flashback that someone pointed out that I had forgotten uh, there is a Corbett Report Daily Motion channel, which has some of the material from 2009, including Al-Qaeda Doesn't Exist. I had totally forgotten that even existed. So I'll link that up in the show notes if you want to explore. I will also link up my uh, the video that I did on how to find deleted videos um, because it does contain in important information. If you're looking for any video from my 
deleted YouTube channel, they are all preserved. In fact, in a couple of different platforms besides the corporate report, and that's explained in that video, so that might be helpful. And uh, one other note before I uh, get into the actual flashback, uh, if you are watching this as I release this live here, approaching the end of the 21st anniversary of 9-11 in 2022, you will hopefully know by now that not only is part three of the False Flags documentary dropping on CorbettReport.com on 9-11, but also it will be featured one in the 2022 9-11 Truth Film Festival that is being organized by Richard Gage and the Lawyers Committee. Um, they're working together to organize a film festival, which will be screening all three parts of the documentary, and I will be live on the stream, uh, addressing it directly at about 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. That would be uh, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I will be addressing the live stream uh, directly for half an hour with some Q&A. And then I will also, after that point, at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I will be hopping on the live stream with uh, Ryan Christian of Last American Vagabond to do a live watch-along and Q&A of part three of this documentary. All of the links to all of that information will be in the show notes for this video, as well as a link to purchase the 2009 USB data archive and help support this work. As always, there's a 25% discount for Corbett Report members. If you are a member and don't know how to access it, just get in touch. I'll be happy to help you. With all that being said, Let's watch this blast from the past as a much younger James Corbett interviews a much younger Richard Gage, now of richardgage911.org. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm here at the third annual 9-11 Truth Conference in Japan, and we're here at the Kobe edition of that conference with Mr. Richard Gage, the founder of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Um, Mr. Gage, it's good to finally meet you in person. It's incredible, James. Uh, thank you. I'm glad we got to meet here in Kobe. Me too, absolutely. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Is this your first time in Japan? Yeah, I've been here uh, just over a week, and uh, I've been uh, blown away. The, the people are incredibly wonderful, receptive, they're, they're also listening to this evidence. They're responsive, more so than Americans even. And we got to meet with uh, eight uh, members of parliament the other day in an incredible uh, meeting that they, were, they found uh, this evidence also to be very convincing. Tell us about that meeting. Who was there? We had uh, Fujita-san and uh, uh, seven others, and I don't know their names, but they look like very important people to me. We presented the evidence over 45 minutes. Uh, they, 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 several of them indicated uh, shock, actually, at this information, not having heard it before. And um, uh, it is actually visible support for us. Uh, visible. Uh, they, were, they were visibly moved, that is, and they expressed support for us. And I understand that this is just the end leg of a longer tour that you've been doing for the last few weeks, is that right? Yes, in fact, we started in Australia with three uh, events, uh, Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne, and then we were in New Zealand, uh, in Auckland, Christchurch, uh, Wellington. And the response has been pretty good overall? Oh yeah, in fact, we got some mainstream media in, in New Zealand on TV, on primetime. Uh, we've got some great radio interviews with well-known radio personality Kim Hill there, which uh, packed our uh, museum appearance uh, with uh, 730 people came. We had to turn 110 of them away. Well, that's very exciting to hear. And I, I understand this, uh, you did a European tour last year. Is that, is that correct? Yes, yes. We have nine cities across uh, six countries in Europe. 
And you, of course, you've spoken all across America. So now you, you, you've had obviously a wide range of experience presenting this to very different audiences in different countries. Has there been varied reaction or has the reaction been fairly standardized? Oh, I would suggest that it's been fairly standardized with some exceptions, like at the Tapapa Museum in New Zealand, where we had to turn away 110 people. That that's not that doesn't happen very often. Um, but we also have once in a while uh, 20, 30 people showing up uh, in a hall that will, will hold 100. Uh, so, but the, largely we've been having halls that uh, uh, are filling. Uh, almost feeling 200 or 300 people that's kind of the average and it's it's standard across uh, countries and and in America as well other countries in America well I must admit I've obviously seen this material in many different forms over the years and seen it online mostly and to see it in person I think is quite a very different experience so for me I was quite affected by the the presentation I thought seeing it live was 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 a truly moving experience and I think if we had the opportunity to get more people around the world to see this presentation, I think that the only people who would really argue for the official story are the people who created the official story. But that's maybe my opinion. But those people who won't, are not willing to look at the evidence that we have in our DVD, for instance, which is two hours long, you only got about uh, less than half of that uh, tonight. That's exactly right. So tell people how they can find out more about this information and how they can help you spread this information. Yes, well, we have a website. It's ae911truth.org, and that stands for Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. We present all of the evidence on the website. The DVD is available there. The PowerPoint's available to step through. We're asking everyone to sign our petition, architects, engineers, and others. Uh, we're asking everyone to send our link, ae911truth.org, to every architect and engineer that you can find and everybody else that you know. Uh, this is a grassroots movement growing by millions every year. It's the the only way this we we the main way we get airtime is word of mouth, and we're asking everybody to send uh, this information uh, and our literature uh, to uh, members of Congress, uh, the media, and uh, others, uh, uh, academicians, uh, everybody that they know. Uh, this is how it's spreading. It's, it's, a, it's a wildfire, and it's growing fast. And I understand you're going to Okinawa after this, and is there any other stops on this tour? Uh, that would be the last stop, and then there's a couple of days of rest uh, in Okinawa. And uh, we've had, what, seven events, seven presentations in, in Japan, uh, two meetings with structural engineers, which are very prominent structural engineers who have done work on the World Trade Center. One of them, uh, Professor Wada, was not too interested in what we had to say. Uh, to say the least, um, he had um, he had his theories that he needed to defend, um, and his uh, <laughs> much much work uh, that he he has done uh, proving uh, that these uh, proving I'll say in quotes <laughs> that these uh, vertical uh, perimeter columns uh, sprung out, uh, and that's how their distance, 200 meters, was achieved from the side of the Twin Towers. Uh, the other one, um, a gentleman, uh, Professor Isobe, uh, from Tsukuba University, uh, he was very open and um, uh, very interested and disturbed by what he had seen and this evidence he was unaware of. Uh, so uh, we were very pleased. So uh, Fujita-san, uh, uh, 
set this up, the Member of Parliament, uh, these two meetings for us. And so we got one out of two, I think, there is a, is a good story. It certainly is. And I, I'm sure, as I say, I'm sure you'll have a lot more success in the future. So best of luck in Okinawa. And thank you so much for coming to Japan. Thank you, James. It's a pleasure.